So I just had an, an interesting back and forth. Not like a back and forth and back and forth. Um, with Tim Heidecker from uh, the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Um, I did not. I, I don't know what it is that causes these guys to have to <clears throat> feel the need to respond <laughs> to people on um, on Twitter. Which, by the way, I hate Twitter. Ugh, I hate Twitter. I hate Facebook. I hate any social networking. I uh, I was planning on not doing it, but uh, it just it just kind of makes sense to do what it is that I'm I'm uh, eventually going to do on it, which is nothing nefarious, um, nothing malevolent. Uh, it's it's um it's a tool. And I think as long as you're using it as such, uh, it can be really, um, it can be used for a good thing. So uh, that's why I'm on it. Uh, social networking overall is, is a, a pretty unhealthy thing as per numerous reports and studies as well as the creators of platforms like uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it, it releases a uh, an amount of it's a small amount, but it's an amount of, of dopamine in your brain when you post something and get likes and get shares and and constantly check to see if you're getting responses by the rest of the world. And it's, it's actually quite unhealthy because it's, it's, um, words, it, it's fake, but it's, there's another word that I want to use that I can't seem to think of right now, probably because I'm hungry. Oh, I'm getting over this damn cold and I have, uh, I, <laughs> I think I've said it before. I wouldn't be a very good gay guy. I have a very receptive gag reflex. Actually, an overreactive gag reflex, and if I cough too hard, it sends me into a cough slash gagging attack, and I tend to throw up like I did today. <laughs> Squizzy, this is not going away, but uh, I hope that doesn't deter you from having children because even though things like this occur, they are a gem. So, uh, what do I want to talk about? I don't know. It's Friday. I don't know. There's a Michigan game tomorrow, even though I don't think that sports matter. It's still... If you look at sports as entertaining and not as something that actually matters, I think it kind of tends to put it in, in a better perspective for you, and it doesn't cause you to to get into... Um, I want to, it's, that, it's that damn word again. Fake. It doesn't cause you to get into like a fake... Uh, uh, outlook on life, projection of life, if you will. Um, so you got that going on, but I, I, I do want to touch on a couple of things. Um, as I've noted, I am active on Twitter, and I put out some stuff yesterday and today. One, I mean, it's just small stuff, but today, uh, yeah, this morning I pointed out that uh, college, the Dems, the liberals, the leftists, again, 
When I say when I say that title, liberal leftist, progressive, democrat, socialist, communist, social justice warrior, I believe that one of those titles is the same as all the rest of them. I do not do the thing that Ben Shapiro does and others do where they differentiate between a leftist and a liberal. I am not going to waste my time. I'm 35. Maybe Ben, when he gets to my age, will eventually get to that point. I mean, the dude's busy. Can't I, I, I understand why he does it. Again, he's going to be probably making a, a, a run for probably the presidency after so long. And to be honest, if, if there isn't a Ron Paul there, I'll vote for him. Um, because I think that, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like I may have said it before, dude, I don't give a shit if you're atheist, I'll vote for you as long as you uphold the constitution, as long as you're not a liberal leftist, progressive Democrat, socialist, communist, social justice warrior, I'll vote for you. I think I could take a left here. I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. <coughs> so, um, where are they going with that? As I forget. What a what an awesome podcast. What a sweet episode. Just constantly forgetting. Um, I, there was something else that I did want to uh, certainly talk about. But anyway, uh, uh, college. The Dems are pushing for college to be free. Um, we, we can all admit, and I really don't like this idea. You may disagree with me. I don't like the idea of student loan forgiveness. I have $55,000 in student loans. I don't like it. And yes, I understand that a lot of kids were just like me, were talked into going into college. It was, a, it was another motion in life that people just follow through with. Um, and nobody gave them any direction, as what happened to me. And you find your way to, okay, well, you don't have the money. you got to get the money somehow in order to go to college because you're going to get some great job that you're going to be able to pay off this student loan debt with. Um, and then you end up getting subsidized and unsubsidized loans. I took every loan out possible. And I, I had to pay for my living expenses and things like that so, so that I could go to school and not have to work as much and all that. Um, and nobody really told me not to. Too bad. Too fucking bad. It was a mistake. I should have learned more about it, and I didn't, just as I would say to anybody else. Now, to just forgive me, and I've heard people on the right, I've heard Republicans, I've heard conservatives all agree with the left and saying that, well, that's bad. They preyed on these kids, and it should be forgiven. Well, two things. One, if we quote-unquote forgive it, uh... They're not, no, that money's not going away. I mean, the, the debt isn't going away. It means taxpayers are paying for that shit. I don't like that because I get taxed. I do not like taxes going up. I don't, I don't even like the fact that we have an income tax or a state tax. Or in, in cases like Detroit, I have to imagine it's in other places, a city tax. What the fuck? Before you know it, there's going to be a county tax, which I'm sure there is. I don't know of any, but I'm sure there is. I didn't know that there was a city tax before Detroit. I worked as a carpenter, as a commercial carpenter out in Detroit, and I noticed on my check I had city, the city of Detroit taxes coming out. And I was like, how in the fuck do you expect these people to live in Detroit who also work in Detroit? How do you expect them to pay their water when you're fucking charging them up the ass to give money to Democrats? 
because that's what these fucking taxes are, because Detroit's been ran by Democrats, not Republicans, for the past 70 years. How does anybody not look at that and go, yeah, I think we need to make a change? Um, anywho, number two, so number one was that money is going to get paid. That, those, those, that debt's going to get paid. Okay, those kids aren't going to do it. Well, somebody else is going to do it. Number two is what is the lesson that's teaching these kids? Even as young adults, what is it teaching them? Well, there's always going to be somebody that's going to help you out. That, I was 100% against uh, uh, when the 2008 financial crisis happened, backing or, and, and bailing out the banks and the companies. I was 100% against it. I would have much rather had, and my mom worked for one of the automobile uh, that said that weird companies. I would have much rather all of those automobile companies and all of those banks crashed and us learn how to get up from that devastation than to have them bailed out because that was hogwash. Uh, that doesn't teach anybody anything except for, hey, no matter what mistake you make, somebody's going to be there as a safety net. You don't want that because what happens when there isn't a safety net? You fart, fall even harder and you don't know how to get back up. <coughs> that is called socialism. And guess what? The Republican Party was 100% right there with it. I shouldn't say 100% because there was some that were against it. Uh, everybody should have been against it. That was horrible. That was, and, and if we just pay off these kids' debts, what's that teach them? Well, you can make whatever dumbass decision you make in life and you don't have to... You don't have to deal with the consequences. That's why I say be accountable and be responsible. Don't be a liberal. Because that's what liberals want. They want to just give... This this caravan that's heading towards the United States, they're less than a thousand miles. They were a thousand miles a week ago. There's uh, There were some talks that they were going to make it here on uh, the 5th. I don't... I don't... I, I, I don't understand that argument either. I'm not fully on board with that. On the, on the conservative side because, uh, okay, so where are, they, are you saying that Arizona and New Mexico are going to, they're, they're the closest ones that are going to be affected. They're not going to travel a thousand miles uh, up until the 5th and then, and then get somewhere in another red state and like, uh, well, Arizona maybe, but uh, get somewhere deeper into the, into the United States and and vote, get, get uh, uh, what's it called, get granted amnesty and then be able to vote all on the 6th. It's, that's not going to happen. However, what will happen is, and there's a couple things to it. One, they were, they were offered amnesty in Mexico and they didn't take it. I'm imagining maybe a couple of them did, but as far as I understand, they didn't accept the amnesty that was granted by Mexico. That should tell you that they are benefit chasing. They're they're wanting amnesty in the United States. That's not how that works. That's not how it should work. And because of that reason, I would say, yeah, turn them away. I don't like, and nobody, I shouldn't say nobody. I'm sure there are some bad people out there that like seeing people suffer. Most people don't like seeing other people suffer. I don't want to see kids get separated from their parents, which has to happen. You don't want kids in the same uh, general population as possible rapists and murderers. And if you're saying that there isn't one or a few bad people in that caravan, you're being naive. Okay, as well as any other caravan or any other group of illegals that they've captured. 
They, they, they have to take the kids. They have to separate the kids from the parents. They're all in the same area, and what they're actually finding out is a lot of those, those kids, their parents, they weren't with their parents or a family member. They were with uh, bad people, either coyotes or fucking drug dealers or something. Okay, or not even maybe not even bad people, but people that they didn't even know, not even friends of the family. That's what they were finding out. So um, that's bad news bears. So for this caravan that's coming up, um, yeah, I'm not on board with just granting them uh, asylum status and, and bringing them in because again, now guess what? Somebody has to pay for that. And the more that we keep doing this, I mean, it's just like funding Planned Parenthood. Why are you funding Planned Parenthood? We have mandatory health insurance. Why, why is there still a need to fund a clinic, which, by the way, there are other female cl- women's clinics out there. You don't have to just go to Planned Parenthood. There's plenty, plenty of other choices that do. And by the way, Planned Parenthood, I know I'm branching off. Planned Parenthood doesn't offer mammograms. I don't believe they offer pap smears. Uh, all they offer is a couple of treatments for some STDs, uh, uh, birth control, and uh, uh, condoms, and maybe a couple of other different types of prophylactics. But besides that, they don't offer all the things you do. You think they do. Uh, The biggie is the abortions that happen constantly there, and they're getting funded by the U.S. government $500 million, of which they had... Uh, excuse me, they had a $150 million surplus two years ago. I believe it was either 2015 or 2016 last time I heard those numbers. And guess what they didn't do? They didn't give any of the money back. Which, even under Democrat rule, is supposed to be a no-no. That's why people, that's why when you, whenever you have a government contract, those guys try to use up 100% of that, that I, I'm sorry to keep saying that number, 100% of the, the contract in order to get either the same amount or more money the next year. Because if you don't use it all up, then the government cuts it back. And that's how that rolls. So, yeah, when it comes to paying off uh, the, the college, you're not teaching these kids to, to be accountable. You're teaching them, no matter what bad decision you make, the government's always going to be there for you. And they're not, by the way. Money runs out. Okay, socialism, socialistic aspects, even Democrat socialism, which is another word for a mixed economy, of which we still shouldn't even want that. We shouldn't want a welfare state. We we shouldn't want these different socialist <coughs> um, aspects to our government, like Medicare and Medicaid and and Social Security, pay off to up into a certain number, a certain age. And keep that promise to them. Let's say, I don't know, starting um, starting in five years, anybody who is 65 and older at some point or another, uh, or 55, 55, because you're getting kind of screwed, or 40, all right? At whatever number, at that year, at 40 years old, you will receive your Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, or Social Security. After that... Nobody else from here on out, and we're not going to tax you anymore. I mean, that would need that would need to be the other side of it. You don't just keep taxing for those things and taking that money. No, stop taxing it. And so then, therefore, you let everybody 
make the money they're going to make and do with as they see fit with their money and you're not taking it away. You're leaving it in the hands of the individual to decide for themselves, which is how it should be. That's why when I talk about legalizing all drugs, dude, if you want to fuck up your life, go ahead, fuck up your life. Obviously set parameters to it, just like, um, just like alcohol. You know, you can't be 21 or you got to be at least 21 or 18, depending on who wants to do what. You can't operate machinery while high, uh, including cars, and go forth with that. So um, that's kind of where I stand on that. Uh, also, I want to talk about uh, Gavin McGinnis. Now, Gavin McGinnis, I'm going to say Gavin McGinnis and Sam Hyde. I've been listening a lot to Sam Hyde, and, and I, I got into it with, with Tim uh, Heidecker, who is from the Tim and Eric Awesome Show, Tim and Eric what was it, Tim and Eric, Bedtime Stories, and then he's, Tim's done a lot of stuff, he's on Adult Swim, I do have a bit of a problem when it comes to cartoons and and adults making cartoons for adults and adult themed cartoons, I've just never really liked it, I've got a, I got a weird, do I watch it, yeah, I watch Rick and Morty all the time, um, I think it's a funny fucking show, and, uh, I like it myself, but I still have that weird, which, like I keep saying, don't just have a one-dimensional thought process, you know, uh, I can like the show, watch the show, and still kind of have this weird feeling about it, which is what's going on. So, uh, Sam Hyde, who is uh, a part of Million Dollar Extreme, and he had a show called World Peace on the Cartoon Network for one season, got it taken off because of uh, people saying that they were alt-right and they were po- highly politicized on the side of uh, the right-leaning Republicans and things like that. They weren't. Um, and you had Tim Heinecker, who is a hard left, liberal leftist, who in part was uh, part of the downfall. And there's a couple of other people, uh, Brett, Brett Gelman, I believe his name was. You'd see, if you saw him, you'd know what he looked like. Um, Tim, Tim and Eric, actually, Tim Heinecker and his buddy Eric, I can't remember his last name, <coughs> were the were the purple boys for the purple boy mattresses if you've ever watched a youtube channel within the past i don't know year you'd see their advertisements where there were these weird advertisement it's actually the first time i ever saw tim and eric and i thought it was hilarious and i actually liked watching their show i'm not saying he's not funny one of the few times that the liberal left is actually funny tim tim is actually a pretty funny guy he does some pretty funny stuff not always but most of the time and that's just like anybody else right you're not going to like everybody's music all the time uh, one of my favorite bands is the Deftones or 311 or uh, 21 Pilots, but I don't like all of their music. I like most of their music. Uh, I think they have some throwaway songs. Same with Led Zeppelin and Sticks. Um, anywho, uh, I've been Sam Hyde recently did a, a an interview after this documentary was made on YouTube with a guy named I think it's Polarized. You'd have to look it up. Uh, but Sam Hyde and and how he does his comedy in part with Gavin McGinnis. And by the way, they're two. They're they're actually kind of buddies. Um, these two guys are the reason why I'm doing this podcast. Like I kind of always wanted to, and I knew that there was a bit of a, a plan to to do this. And same with the social networking. Um, and then those two guys kind of made me go. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just do it. I'll put it out there. And as of right now. This is only on Anchor. I'm actually, I had to email the the um, administration to see what was the deal with getting it shot up to the other platforms like Spotify and all that stuff. 
So we'll see. Um, you may be listening to this uh, quite a bit of time after I put this on because I've already got like I think 15 or 20 different episodes, maybe less, maybe around that. Um, and, and it's only on Anchor, and I've only had a couple of listens so far. But once it pops up to that other side, and I just put it on <coughs> Twitter, so <clears throat> we'll see. Um, but yeah, those guys are the reason that I'm doing this. Uh, and if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, actually, what I'm about to uh, talk with or, uh, or kind of message back and forth with Tim Heidecker, which, again, I can't believe that he actually... It was weird because I, I went after him pretty hard. I said, uh, you know, you are responsible for taking off world peace. What's the matter with you? Why do you not like world peace? What do you want? War. And then I, I was trying to do this kind of Sam. You'd have to watch Sam Hyde to see what type of humor he is. It is the most intellectual humor you will ever see. I first started watching this and I was like, ah, it's not really my thing. I don't think it's all that funny. And then I couldn't stop watching it. And then after a while, it was like, holy shit. Once you like, you got to watch the documentary too. Maybe watch it before it because it will explain everything to you. And then when you watch it, you'll go, oh my God, these guys are so fucking brilliant. I never, like I was thinking that in the back of my head, but I just wasn't really kind of switching it over to the front side of my brain, you know? <clears throat> shit that you'll think about later and go, holy shit. That's what those guys were doing. So they're really quite brilliant when it comes to their their comedy. Fuck's sake, Gavin McGinnis is, is really, really good at, he was a stand-up comedian too, which I think, he doesn't think is all that hard, which I think for somebody who's talented and who's okay with standing up and, and talking in front of people, uh, there, it, it's, it must be easy for him. It'd be terribly difficult for me. I played drums, and the first time I ever played drums was in front of about four or five hundred people. Oh, I've got, I've got some serious, uh, uh, stage fright. And, uh, I mean, I got past the first show. The next show was perfect. I was right on board. I was able to play and not have any mess-ups and, and, and enjoy it. But uh, stand-up, man, I look at those guys like, damn. I mean, I'd, I almost think, like, I, I could do it. I know I could write the jokes. Um, but to perform it on stage, I mean, that just that takes some serious balls. Anywho, um, even doing this, like, I get nervous. I think I still, yeah, I get nervous right before I do my podcasts on this. I've got one, I think, <laughs> unless you're real, and I hope you are, but I, I think I have one auto-populated listen. Like, it'll knock down a, you know, a one. Like, I'll put it on. I'll, I'll publish the, the podcast. I'll check it after a while. Just Maybe I'm about to go back on, or I'm just checking through my phone on shit, and I'll check it, and it might be at zero if, if it's within, like, 10 minutes. After about 15 minutes or 20 minutes, I'll have one. You know, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of auto-populated, I think, to make you feel good about yourself. <coughs> However, I still have, <coughs> excuse me, one episode that has zero. So who knows? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's one person who likes it. Um, but that's kind of the that's kind of the thing, dude. Is that uh, I feel like I've worked with this lady before? No, maybe not. Um, that's kind of the thing. On my side, people who are on my side, which just aren't liberal, leftist, progressive, Democrat, socialist, communist, social justice warriors, nor are we, I believe, bad people. And not that I'm necessarily saying all of those people are bad. I think their ideology is bad. You know, I know I, I kind of shoot off the cuff, and I don't know if that's a saying, <laughs> at, at the liberal left, and I shit on them a lot. Um, but I'm more than willing to hear their argument, see where they're coming from, and, um, and debate them. 
You know, I, I don't want to shut them down. I mean, and there's a difference between debating and discussing and arguing and fighting words. You know, um, I think we're really pussifying our country lately and and people are getting further away from understanding what that is. If you come within striking distance, you got a skull on your face. And this isn't always the case. Sometimes it's a little different. But if you have that going on and you're shouting and you're threatening to do something to me and I have a feeling like you're going to do something, um, that's fighting words and we're going to fist fight. And if you come within striking distance as if I feel like you're going to do something, I'm going to throw on you. And that should be the law. There should be mutual combat laws in, in every state, not just Washington. Washington State, not D.C. Um, Scoozy. That being said, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we in my side does that. Like, we love debate. We love learning. Here's one thing, and this is why when you hear me say that I'm not a conservative, I'm, I mean, I, I lean pretty heavy conservative, I'll be honest, but I don't. I don't label myself a conservative. If out of all of those things that you would label yourself uh, that everybody else, I guess, tends to agree on, you could call me a conservative libertarian or a conservative libertarian strict constitutionalist. Uh, I am not a Republican. I do not like the Republican Party. I lean towards them from time to time. I don't want to even say that. I, I can agree with a lot of what their fundamental beliefs are. Um, I don't like being called someone who's on the right. Uh, I'm not alt-right. I'm not alt-light. Um, even though when that statement, when that title came out, it made sense to a lot of people. Just like a nationalist makes sense to a lot of people. Just like a white nationalist, not textbook definition, but the word white nationalist, a lot of people such as myself who didn't check the definition out, saw it as, okay, I'm a white person and I believe in my nation, that the United States is a nation and it's the best nation. I mean, that, that basic of an idea. And I said, yeah, that, that kind of goes towards me. I don't get what the deal is. Well, when you read it, when you read the, the actual definition, and I don't know when this came about, um, it's somebody who only wants to make the nation white. No, that's not, no. Whoa, t tap the brakes, motherfucker. Uh, that ain't me. Um, I've got family that's black, half black. Um, I've got family that's half uh, Hispanic, half, um, half, it's, they're Oriental. What is it? Taiwanese? If that's how you call it? Um, so, no, I don't want to make it just white people. You're out of your fucking mind. I want it, I would like for it to be good people, all good people, and to get rid of all the bad people. You want to have all of our bad prisoners and shit like that? Okay, take them. Get them out of here. We don't want those... Ra and I'm talking about the rapists and the murderers and the child molesters. Yeah, get those fuckfaces out of here. Um, but I don't, I don't want to shut you down is what I'm getting at. And I want discord. I want to discuss things. I think that that's awesome. <coughs> Scoozy. Um, I know I'm saying um a lot, and I apologize for that. One of the few times you'll hear me do it. So... And that's my problem with the other side. Here's, here's where if somebody's like, oh, no, you're, you're far right and all this. I was just thinking about it the other day. What, where am I not on the right? And I had to think, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. So when it comes to, and I don't know if, it, if necessarily this is not a right position, but let's say they find oil somewhere in, in, in one of the public parks. 
Okay, a, a shitload of oil that, that doubles the nation's reserve or doubles whatever, or gains whatever reserve. That oil, and I think there's a good debate on either if it's going to be county, city, state, which I, yeah, county, city, state, or country, it should go to the people unless it's in an ocean, in the ocean, or if it's on private property. If it's private property, it's that person, whoever that person is. They just became uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. And that should be theirs because it's their private property. However, well, and even if it's in the ocean, if it's the United States, it should go to all of us. Maybe it should lower <coughs> uh, the taxes by a percent and the income tax or something along those lines. So I, I would even say that. But I would argue that, yeah, that, should, that money from the oil should come to us. It shouldn't be given just to the government or just to uh, BP or whoever it is that's going to that's gonna go and drill it out. Sure, give it to the company that's going to drill it out. Not give it to the company, but pay them to drill it out. Um, however, that, sh- that, that should go back to the country, to the people within that country. And I don't think, that's a, I don't think that is uh, something that's on the right. And I'm saying, again, if it's in, if it's in the public domain, Take fresh water, for instance, and I'm I'm saying not just oil, but any rare mineral that can that can uh, be turned into money, essentially. Uh, take the the Michigan and the fresh water that we have all around in the lakes, right? And we get a lot of that water that's taken out. I hate to keep sounding like Tur- or uh, Jank Jurger and saying right, right, but that water. That's being taken out. The money should go to, let's say, if it's being taken out of a certain portion of of uh, Lake Michigan around Illinois and Michigan and, and Wisconsin. I think that's how it is. Minnesota is north of that. Question mark. Is Minnesota part of it? Whatever. Uh, apparently, I'm not very good with geography right now. But that should be kind of shared. And on the other side, with New York and Canada. And Michigan, uh, Lake Superior, it should be shared there too. If it's being taken out and turned into, into money of some way or another, and I mean, if you if you were to fucking p- find plutonium in Indiana, then uh, it's either all the people within Indiana get a piece of that 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 money, or <coughs> or you give it to the fucking the 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 roads commission or something, and and you take down their taxes, their state taxes. I don't know if Indiana has state taxes. Say it's Michigan. We find a shitload of plutonium in Michigan. That money should go back to the citizens of, of Michigan. And I don't think that's a that's a standpoint on the right. I think it's probably more left because you're sharing it. Well, that would only make sense because it's it's found in that geographical area. It should be shared within that geographical area. And I don't think that's, that should be a problem. If you do, then fucking share with me why you do. Um, but I'm more than willing to fucking talk to somebody I'm on either side, any side that, that it feels differently. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also I haven't heard anything from, uh, Gavin McGinnis in a while. I know he's been dealing with this fucking dude. I talked about it. The shit that went down in New York with the proud boys and Antifa. Listen, this is how it went. Okay. And uh, Gavin was going to give a speech at this Republican place. Now, I think it goes like this. Gavin was going to give the speech. Antifa found out about it, and they they fucked up the building. They defaced it, put on the anarchy signs and all that. 
on the front of the building. So they fucked up the building a little bit the night before he was going to come. And they left a note saying, we're going to do something bad. Can't remember exactly how it went. That's a paraphrase. So Gavin shows up the next day. And a whole bunch of Proud Boys show up because that's Gavin's crew. A whole bunch of Proud Boys show up and a whole bunch of other people show up and listen and watch him do his thing, which apparently it was a, a sketch and it was his speech and it, was, it went pretty good. They had a good time. Well, as they're leaving, Antifa's on the other side of the street. Now, the police were there to, to defuse any fighting and prevent any fighting. Antifa was on the other side of the street. Proud Boys came out. Antifa's sitting there uh, barking at him. Now, the whole thing is Antifa shouldn't even have been there. It was a private meeting. You don't see guys showing up to Antifa shit and barking them down and fucking threatening to beat the shit out of them. Even though I'm going to give it up to Antifa, hey, you get a right to be there. But just don't bitch when there's a fight. So they're on the other side, threat on the other side of the street threatening those guys and they let out the women and children to leave first. Well, not children, but women and old people to leave first and then they let out the proud boys. Well, the cops were actually kind of hard. I wouldn't have taken it very well. If I would have walked out of a building and a cop's like, you got to go over here on fucking public property, on the fucking public street, I would have had a problem with that. However, the Pride Boys went up right along with it. They're very pro-police. Not to say that I'm not, but they're a little bit more nicer than I would have been. And uh, they went along with it. What happened was some, some of Antifa ran around a couple of blocks and, and tried to predict where these guys were going to come up. Well, sure enough, they found them. And they're coming up the other way. So they left their original location, went out searching for the Proud Boys to confront them. There was no, oh, we're going to peacefully protest your difference in opinion. It was, they're going to find you to fight them. That's Antifa's whole thing. And, and the left, whenever Antifa gets her ass kicked, <coughs> the left totally capitulates to them. And all of a sudden, <coughs> now it's the evil Proud Boys. And they're just horrible fucking individuals that are, that are just out uh, searching and hunting for Antifa to attack. That is not how that went. The Proud Boys were leaving. They were going in the way that the police told them to go, to leave, to get out and go home. And Antifa cut them off in order to fight. There is a video that I'm sure you've probably seen of like a, a caged-in area uh, of an entrance. And you can see just past the bars. And you see five Antifa. Now, I argued with some people, and they were, kept saying, it was only three, it was only three. Uh, I also had another video that I was watching of a guy, a black guy, mind you, which uh, the Proud Boys, far more diverse skin colorly than the fucking Antifa. By race, the Proud Boys are far more diverse. And that's not even what they shoot for. They just shoot for anybody that shares our ideology, i.e., you know, freedom in America and all that, you can be with us. And guess what? They have Hispanic, they have Asian, they have black, and then they have white. And I think the whites are, are actually uh, the minority in, in New York, um, or at least of that group. Anywho, so this guy who was black was wearing the MAGA hat, just came out of the, the um, <coughs> Gavin speech, was recording saying, yeah, they only had so many guys, they took off and went and got you know, X amount more, 60 more guys or something like that to fight us. And now we're walking down this street and he just came up on this thing that was going on in front of this interest. Well, there was five Antifa and then you don't see all the Antifa behind them. You can only see so much and you see five Antifa. 
you see the first one throw a bottle, and then here comes the Proud Boys to fight. And then you see one or two guys jump in, and they start scuffling. And then it goes towards the right, so towards where the Proud Boys are coming from, and you see an Antifa guy sitting there kicking somebody on the ground. And then you see a wave of Proud Boys and these Antifa kids flying. And now it's about, you can see about three or four Antifa. I think it might have been three at that point. So that might be what the dumbass was talking about. And you see the Proud Boys just whooping the shit out of these boys and got them down on the ground and started kicking them. Well, guess what? When you initiate it, when you cause it, when you do it and you pull a bitch move, you get a bitch move pulled on you. They were kicking a guy that was down. Now they deserve to get the shit kicked out of them and kicked on the ground. And it happened. And wouldn't you know that when they get their asses kicked, they don't deal with it like men because they're fucking soy boys. And they're going to sit there and bitch and complain and cry victim and say that, oh, these terrible, evil, proud boys, they were, they outnumbered us and they came after us and they started the fight and then they, they, they jumped us and they're not real men. And then they started kicking and that's such a load of shit. It is, go look for yourself. Look at as many videos as you can. That is not what happened. And now Gavin McGinnis is having to deal with this because now he's got guys that he's, he's having get turned into the police. He's, he's, turning, he's helping them get turned into the police <coughs> and talking with these, uh, these detectives all day about how to uh, get it so that his guys don't go away to fucking jail and prison. This was Antifa started a fight. And the whole reason why this escalated past this fight was because... Not uh, not Chris Como. That's it's it's Chris Como's brother. So the guy that's on TV on MSNBC, his brother is the mayor of New York, and he is a hard liberal leftist. And he wants uh, he got word of it through his liberal leftist buddies, and all of a sudden he told the he he is essentially the commissioner. He told the police to go and, and round up the Proud Boys and uh, put them in jail, and and charge them with assault and all that shit. And so now it's all going through that. And uh, Gavin McGinnis has been dealing with all of this. He's had one or two podcasts since this happened. And that's it. Usually it's like three a week, I think at the least, and a couple of videos. And there hasn't been but two, I think, two podcasts and uh, a video. So, uh, And he said that he was, he's been dealing with uh, talking to detectives and shit, trying to keep his guys out of jail. So uh, that's fucked up, man. It's bad news, but that's what the liberal left does. That's what, that's what happens when you have big government. It was a fucking fist fight that these assholes started, that Antifa started, and then they got their ass kicked, and now all of a sudden, and they wear masks so that they can't get charged, so that they can't get pulled into jail. And by the way, the cops were right there, and they just separated everybody. And not just that, you had the Proud Boys that were saying, okay, that's enough, that's enough, all right, you're done. You know, all right, get off, get off them, get off them. And they were separating them. They were, they were uh, pulling guys off of Antifa guys. Which is pretty fucking nice. If they were as evil as, they, as the fucking Antifa and the liberal left, which just go check them out on Twitter and see how deranged these fucking guys are. They will turn anything into a fuck. I mean, look at the left already. Look at Dom Lemon fucking saying that all white people are evil. Uh, my son's white. Oh my God, you fucking piece of shit. He's automatically, and this is what the left does. They divide everybody by race and by gender and by sexual preference and all that other shit. They want to divide you. They want you divided because they want you fighting so that they can get power. Because their ideas don't add up. Their ideas don't work. 
just as I've talked about debating with uh, John Flagle, whatever his name is, and uh, even fucking Tim Heinecker. Your ideas don't hold up. Fucking Jenk Yerger, Sam Harris, your socialist, liberal, leftist ideas do not hold water. You have to dive into it and get into the minutia and then start picking out this statistic and this statistic and this statistic that will, ha- that will somehow, some way help out your bullshit argument. Never look at the whole. Never look at, at the overall as in, oh, I don't know, our economy's doing well. We have all of these people that are off of government programs. Not because they're kicked off, but because they got jobs, because there's a surplus of 7 million plus jobs in the United States of America. That isn't Burger King. That isn't fucking low-wage, minimum-wage bullshit. That is median to high-income jobs that are out there. So we're talking at least 35 grand up into, what, I think 150 grand. Those jobs are out there to be had. And that's what happens when you when you lower taxes on businesses and bring them back to the United States of America. And that's where they'll say, well, that 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 uh, tax cut went to the rich. Yeah, it did go to uh, companies and it lowered the amount that they had to pay in taxes in order to bring them here and and have their jobs here so that you can have I'm sorry to have their businesses here so that you can have jobs here. All right, because with how it was. The fucking taxes in the United States for businesses and small businesses especially were fucking skyrocketing. They were massive amounts of debt, or I'm sorry, uh, tax on 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 what you'd make. Where people didn't even want to start businesses anymore and, and instead would go elsewhere. And they shit on, on Donald Trump because he had a lot of his, his businesses making shit in China and stuff. Well, yeah, because as a businessman, that's what you're going to do. And then the left shits on you for it. The left will shit on you no matter what. They just, if you're rich, you're a bad person. Uh, listen, I've met a lot of rich people, and yeah, there's a lot of assholes there, okay? They didn't necessarily get rich because they were super generous and giving away all their money. They got rich because they were cutthroat, and they wanted to make money. And they didn't just give it out to every uh, Tom's hairy dick, you know what I mean? <clears throat> However, I've also met plenty of rich people who were very kind and who would help you out. My niece, I'm sorry, my aunt-in-law is one of them. Very kind lady, fucking buys my kids. And I know we're family, but I've seen her be quite kind to other people too that weren't our family and that she didn't really even know. (coughs) You know what I mean? So, And I've seen that with other rich people, whether they be right or on the left, whatever it may be. Just because you have money doesn't mean that you're necessarily bad. Uh, Unless it's according to the left. Which all rich people are bad unless you're a Democrat, i.e. Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, um, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, uh, her and her husband have made billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Nancy Pelosi is worth $200 million. She wasn't worth $200 million when she became a politician. She wasn't worth, I think, maybe, you know what, I'm going to go up high. I'm going to say $30 million. And now she's worth over $200 million. That's called insider trading. Now, I, I can only assume it's insider trading, but I, I, they don't get paid that much money every year. They get paid, it's six figures, so it's probably about 300 a year, somewhere around 300. I know the president gets paid upwards of almost a half a mil. It's like 475, I think, mil, or 475,000. Actually, and that's most other presidents. Actually, Donald Trump doesn't take any of it. Of course, he doesn't have to, but he doesn't take any money. So, 
that's my two cents for the day. Uh, be accountable, be responsible, don't be a liberal.